Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today as we're continuing our mini-series on homeschooling. Some of you may be homeschooling veterans for a number of years. Some of you may be homeschooling as a necessity as a result of schools being shut down for several months. And others of you, well, you just might be thinking about it and there might be some says, I'll never wanna do that. Well, in any case, this series is for each and every one of you. My special guest today is Ken Davison. He's been involved in homeschooling himself as a homeschooling dad. He's spoken at quite a number of homeschooling conferences, Catholic homeschooling conferences, and he's involved a lot with Catholic homeschoolers. Ken, welcome to Faith and Family again. Well, thank you for having me again. It's good to be here. Now, it's been too long since I've had you on the show, so give us the hop, skip, and jump okay. testimony of your life <laughs> till right. now. Uh, I was uh, raised Methodist in the Midwest, uh, uh, married the New York uh, wife. But of course, in college, like many, I'd fallen away from the faith. I'd been cured of that through a great religions course, uh, essentially. I went to the Air Force Academy, uh, served uh, time a uh, little bit overseas, went to grad school in England, Oxford, England. Then I went into Space Command before it became Space Force uh, and uh, was an intelligence officer. Uh, got out of the military, went to Procter & Gamble uh, as a brand manager, and during that time, we uh, began to get together as, as groups of uh, uh, peers, similar brand managers, and we, we would watch things and spend some time on the weekends. Every single one of us became Catholic later. It wasn't at that time because we didn't have children. Once we all had children, you start looking at what do you want to do with this generation? How do you want to raise your kids? And you look at the culture. Uh, we were, um, my wife and I, after we had our first child and when she was pregnant with the second, we came, um, uh, became acquainted with a family of homeschoolers who were Baptists. And unfortunately, we were part of a failed Baptist Bible study as everybody in the Bible study became Catholic, except the Baptists that were leading it. We became Catholic, but we uh, followed and, and have homeschooled our eight children, uh, three of them through college, two of them in college, and three of them still at home. I can remember one afternoon, I can't even remember how many years ago it was, but I remember a uh, young executive from Procter & Gamble who had graduated from the Air Force Academy called me, and I all I remember was a very, very long yes. call. Yes. And I remember this man on the other end of the phone line was really struggling because I don't know if our listeners are aware, but if you're working for Procter & Gamble at the level you were, it's success. Yeah, I mean, you right. know, where else is there to go? And you were really wondering, you know, is this the best stewardship of my life? And is there a way that I could use what God has given me in my background to serve him in a more direct way? And we went back and forth. Yeah, and uh, because I knew running any type of apostolate uh, type of thing is very difficult to do. It's kind of stepping out on the plank, so to speak. That's right. But you ended up doing it. And what are you doing now? I, you know, I remember that. Now that <laughs> I, I had forgotten it until you said that. I remember sitting, I was sitting in my car uh, 
uh, talking to you on the phone, I think an hour and a half, and I have notes. I have all the notes still okay. from that conversation. So I guess I should say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what I ended up what we ended up doing is starting what's called Holy Heroes, and our whole family is involved in it. We started with saint stories, and we now publish books. We publish audio CDs. We actually are our, our glory stories, saint stories. We're on Catholic radio for quite a while. I think they may still be played other places. Um, but it's all trying to help children and families bring the joy of the faith into their family, not by doing what so many do, which is give you more lessons on the faith. Instead, what we try to give you are friends who illustrate how the faith is to be lived. So we have, I don't know, two dozen or so uh, saint stories now, and then other products that families can use to supplement their schooling uh, to try to get into the imaginations of their children and allow the Holy Spirit and God to work there. And what percentage would you say you try to stay faithful to the fullness of the Catholic faith? I would say probably 100%. Okay, that's good. I would agree that's what you're doing. (laughs) And say if a parent or grandparent wants to get a hold of some of these materials, where do they go? holyheroes.com. And in fact, what we, we also have a lot of free online adventures. We call them Lenten Adventure, Advent Adventure, a Spiritual Adoption Faith Adventure, uh, Marian Consecration Adventure. They're all free online. And it's my kids doing little videos. We have audio prayers. We have downloadable types of things. And again, it's, it's giving examples and friends uh, to uh, families to encourage them and encourage the children to wonder about the faith. And, and my favorite email was uh, an email from someone saying, we really like your adventures, but they're very Catholic, and we're not. So <laughs> we are unsubscribing. I said, that's, that's good. Hopefully they're back by now. Okay. I must say, uh, children are hypnotized when they see other children. That's right. And so you, you have a... a Good, good avenue of strengthening families there. Now, you have um, spoken at many Catholic homeschooling conferences. You have, I know, displayed, and I know from my experience at Catholic conferences, you learn a whole lot at the book table as far as what people are looking for, what struggles they might be having, maybe their successes. What have you learned just from your book table, talking well, to Catholic parents? Yeah, we, we do. We get a lot of parents coming over, and uh, they recognize the kids. The kids recognize the kids uh, from these videos and things like that. Uh, we actually do have a lot of conversations about what the types of things that help them with the faith. And I'll, I'll tell you, the number one thing that we hear is um, when the husband and wife aren't both Catholic, the difficulties there, and what types of things can be provided to help one or the other spouse. So that's that's very important. We also hear as the children grow up, that's also a difficulty. How do I help my children keep the faith uh, when they're looking for a spouse or they've found somebody or their friends? Uh, again, what are the types of resources that they can use um, to take with them to college or just to deal with uh, any issues they have there? But one of the things that's most interesting is we'll have the fathers talk to us separately and the mothers talk to us separately. Mm. And uh, it reminds me of some research we just did last week because we have a lot of homeschoolers using our products, as I said, as supplements. 
And we just sent out a survey with three questions and said to moms, what can your husbands do to help? And some lights went off, and I realized I'm doing some things wrong with the last three kids. How can you support your wife? And, and they say, you know, there are different roles uh, between the husbands and the wives. And the, the wives, the mothers, are taking so much on. But what we're trying to educate our kids to be is salt and light. You know, they need to go out in the world. God gave them a vocation, and there's a reason they were created. How do they go out in the world to accomplish that? And that's what education's all about. And the mothers and the fathers all say the fathers play a huge role in that transition. It's not just uh, the education and the classes that we give you and the, the catechesis. The dads have to be there representing the outside world, and they need to gradually bring more and more of that in. Uh, they need to bring that in by showing an interest in what the children are doing, and they need to do that by actually bringing some of the outside world in. And the number one thing we hear from moms is, I need my husband to help provide some structure because it's so easy for me to get lost dealing with the children of what time it is and what's going on. If my husband could start us off on the day getting everybody up, start us off with some prayers or something, but the day has begun, and then at the end of the day, the mother's saying, I'm so tired. I've dealt with children and problems all day. The best thing that my husband can do for me is to put the kids to bed, to bring in whatever prayers we do. End the day for us. Because when you're homeschooling, it, it can just be a, a full-time constant job with no feeling of that structure. And, and it was surprising in the research. I was just looking. We had 300 and some moms respond. And I'd say 200 of them said somewhere in there, if my husband could help us have a routine and a schedule, could he help with the routine and the schedule? So that, that's one of the things that we always hear. Now, just so our listeners know, Procter & Gamble just doesn't release a product. They do a lot of surveys that's and research, right. and that's what Ken is doing. Now, I want our listeners to know I didn't prep that answer from Ken, but and Ken doesn't know what I did in an earlier episode in this series as the number one resource for homeschooling are dads, the overlooked yes, yep, resource. Yeah. And it's interesting what you mentioned too, your goal is to raise up children to be salt and light, not to hide in bunkers, but to be salt and light in the world. Dr. Paul Vitz, who is probably, what, one of the leading scholars as far as a Catholic psychologist, and he's, he's sane, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are. <laughs> Yeah, a lot yes, of psychologists are. But he described it to me when he knew I was working with Catholic dads. He says, imagine the wiring to and in a home. The mother is for the internal wiring in the home. And if the mother's dysfunctional in her job, you'll never hear from the person. They'll be sitting in the corner of their bedroom and not functioning basically in the world. But he said the father is like the power coming to and from the house, the external. And he's the one that's the bridge to the outside world. And if that's dysfunctional, then that person will be a mini Hitler and taking it out on the world because the father didn't make that transition. So we're really talking about family life. Homeschooling is an aspect of family life, not simply 
as much about schooling as it is about family. That, that's right. In fact, the, the, the three questions, it's funny, I took a, a bunch of notes because it was, like I said, I see that I do some things wrong. I understand. Uh, that I didn't comprehend what my wife was saying until I saw 200 other <laughs> women say the same thing in different ways. Okay. But one of, the, one of the questions we ask is, okay, not just school, but within the family, what do you need from your husband? And, um, you know, they said spiritual and moral leadership but again, it's, it, that sounds like a cliche. Uh, they said it's dad time with the kids. It's the dad saying what you're doing here in the home is important because if, when you go away to a, a school, you feel like I'm in the outside world for the kids. And that's, it's a pro and a con. The pro is uh, you go out there and you feel like learning is important and I need to do that to function in the world. The con is you're now going to be socialized by people that may not actually have the same objective for your life as you do for your children. But when you're homeschooling, the dad's going to have to bring that in. The dad's going to have to be the person that, that brings that in. And it's not playtime with the kids, although that's important. It says they need to wrestle with the kids, everything. But they need to, to really make it clear what you're doing is actually preparing you to go out and grow up and, and be a, a grown up. And that's what kids want to do. They want to play, what do I do, when I, what am I going to be when I grow up? What am I going to, to wear? I talk to my kids, and they remember the times I took them to the office and the things they saw there. And I think, I remember my father, too, when for whatever reason you'd end up in the office and you see the things that he might have on his desk or, or the things that he's doing, you know, fixing something. That's what we all aspire to, and that's what— um, uh, adolescence. Say we have a, a a book that we brought back called "Forming Character in Adolescence" by an, an MD PhD Catholic who says adolescence is not all this hormonal stuff. Adolescence is how God prepares a child to be an adult, and the child becomes aware of that, and they realize I'm going to have to go out and establish my own relationships. I'm going to have to go out and take responsibility. I'm going to go out there and make decisions. And that's very exciting. They really want to do that. They look forward to it. But then they begin to look at their parents and say, I can't do it like they can. Somehow dad knows how to deal with mom. I'm a boy. I, I don't know how to deal with girls. <laughs> you know. Or I look and I say, mom seems to intuitively be able to make a decision on who's a friend and who's not. And what the right thing to do is, I need to be able to do that. And he says, "That's how, this 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 uh, uh, man says, this is when you begin to see the reticence and the quiet and the reserve. They're trying to be like you, not like a frivolous child. And and the mothers were saying to us, that's what the dads need to bring into the into the family. This this comfort and confidence and joy." that you, in fact, are preparing yourself to go out to be an adult. This is important. You're going to be able to function. I have confidence in you, and I'm joyful about you. Uh, but here are some things that you need to be able to do. Discipline. You need to be able to tell time. You need to be able to, to keep on a schedule. And woe to all homeschool kids if they learn this the first time when they go off to college. You need to get your work done on time. And mom will make an exception for you, but dad won't. 
and the world won't either. So, so it's that sort of structure that we need to bring in. Now, homeschooling is obviously an intensified form of parenting, but one of the downsides of intensive parenting is that it's more important for parenting to have a strong marriage than it is to be an intensified parent. And I, I don't know how you're going to answer this, but yeah. I can remember we, through a cooperative effort, yeah. help you get a hold of, I think it was multiple cases yes. of a couple of books by Shanti Feldham, one's entitled uh, For Women Only, For Men Only, Helping Couples Understand Each Other. What happened with you on your book table with Catholic marriages? In other words, it, it seemed to be an area that you were, I don't know if you knew about it or it happened by chance, but... Yeah, I, 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 again, I, I saw something from you. I think I got them. Um, I, uh, there's one book for, for men only, and right. it's about women. Yep. And and you know that they understand both women from reading it and, and having—I mm-hmm. have seven daughters, and uh, the older ones have all read this, and they give them to their husbands. <laughs> They've <laughs> underlined things. Uh, they say, yes, I this is me. But you also know they understand men because it has a quick start guide in the beginning, and that's all we're going to do anyway. We're not going to read the whole book. I got an issue. Why did she do this? I can pull a quick start guide, and it says, why did she say do whatever you want when she means you better not. And it will then explain it and what chapter you need to go to. And then the one for women only explains, you know, what men are thinking. And we sell so many of these books because they're fantastic. Uh, I give them out as wedding gifts. So like do I. I. Yeah. And yep. I said, my daughters and my one of my sons-in-law said, oh, my goodness, chapter three or whatever. He said, this pop-up window thing about women and they have to close down all of these things, uh, they, they can't just ignore something when it's come into their mind. He said that was that was worth everything to get me through the first year of marriage. Uh, it, and it really is. And we found we find so much that um, being home all the time and taking this additional responsibility of educating your children and that the mom and dad have to be involved, it really is important that you try to understand each other and it's not just the personal idiosyncrasies. As I said, it's just things about women that men need to understand and things about men that women need to understand. And I have the For uh, Men Only book on my desk at work <laughs> because I have seven daughters right. and a wife. And when they call me up, I, I refer to that book because I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Am I supposed to solve a problem? Am I supposed to listen? Uh, what am I supposed to do? What's what's the reaction that, that this female is looking for? Because I'm in the middle of work and my attitude is I solve problems right now. Now, in case you're wondering how to get a hold of one of those, I was just on uh, the Holy Heroes website. It's holyheroes.com, and you can find that set of books because again, homeschooling is about the home. It's about the family right. life. And you can't neglect your marriage while you're trying to do your best for your children. It's the whole picture that you want to keep a hold of. Yeah. What, uh, what type of struggles do you find people are having besides the ones you've already mentioned? Anything in particular that uh, strikes you? Or what are they trying to prevent 
happening. It, it's it's interesting. One of uh, again, one of the questions we asked. I mean, it, we did not we did not script this. Okay. <laughs> one of the questions we asked was, as as the children mature, as time goes on, how does what a, you need as a mother and a, and a homeschool mom, what do you need from your husband? How does that change? And um, it starts off says, I, I need somebody just to help me hold the child. I need to change a diaper. I need somebody to keep the toddlers away from me, uh, help with something that uh, a, a young child can't understand. That's that's simple. But as time goes on, I, I need them to provide a, a different sort of stability and a different sort of resource, a sounding board for the children. Uh, they need to be there when a child decides to talk about things that are deeper and, and, and more meaningful. I had one of the responses from the mom was, I need my dad, my, my husband to be able to stay up late when the teenagers want to have a deeper conversation and, and I'm tired and I, I got to get up. And, and it, that a light bulb went off. Every single one of my children, I've had that. And I've actually seen my wife, I, I got to go to bed, but I'm staying up uh, even though I have to go to work the next day. And, and you're finding these adult sorts of questions, and often they're about the faith and, and friends and how do I deal with um, issues that come up. What to do with their life. That, and, and, and I need to talk to somebody, and you have to be there when they're ready to talk. Again, uh, that one of the things on this Forming Character in Adolescence book he points out, the adolescent is working through things in his or her mind. You can't force it. You can't uh, ask them, talk to me right now, because they haven't worked it out. They may be embarrassed. They may be unsure. They may feel like it's cheating. Adults don't always ask everybody else what to do. I need to be an adult. You need to be there, and and that is an important thing that the fathers need to be, is they need to be there when the children want to have these discussions. And I'll tell you, one of the best tips uh, I got was actually Dr. Ray Garendi. He said one of the problems with phones is you get in the car and you start flipping through your phone. And research has shown that is the time when children actually will open up as in a car ride. So one of the best pieces of advice I, I think I can give based on that and what these moms have said is, don't ever go anywhere in the car, Dad, without bringing somebody with you, and don't let them get on your phone. And when you're in the passenger seat, don't get on the phone. There's a there's a point of of kind of a feeling of safeness and solitude when you can actually have these discussions. Interesting. And 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 I, like I said, I've seen this from the mom saying it, and Dr. Ray just recently said that's probably the the biggest problem with phones is it gets rid of car ride time. Interesting. How about give me in a couple of minutes as a family out there that isn't homeschooling, uh, what would you say to them? Why, or maybe it's even a young couple who doesn't have children yet. What would you say to them? Why would they want to consider homeschooling if they're capable of doing it, given the state of today's world? I, I think it's one word. It's socialization. And my, my wife loves to say this because it really is. You're, you're, you're going to have your children socialized by someone and something. The world is going to be there forever. 
Uh, it's it's constantly there on the sports teams, on anything you do. Every bit of time that you can spend socializing your children yourself, uh, interacting with your children yourself, that's um, uh, priceless. And you're going to be the one that's going to bring in the idea that this is preparation for heaven. What you're going to carry with you to heaven is the amount of love that you generate here on earth. And you need to teach them and show them what that really means. That means willing the best for somebody and and sacrificing yourself. It's not just affection and, and, and everything. True love has to be represented as caring for the people that are closest to you. You need to represent that. They've got to see that. They're looking at how mom and dad interact. They're looking at how you deal with a child. Uh, believe me, you will hear from your, your children when they get older. They were watching and how you dealt with their siblings. Of course. And they learned yeah. lessons from that. So uh, that's really the reason is you need to establish that foundation of what we're really here for. Right. And, and it reminds me of, of just a couple days ago, Carlo Acutis was beatified, 15 years old. He was born in 1991. And at his beatification were his parents, his two little siblings who were born after he died, junior high friends of his. And um, he suddenly died at 15. But everything that he did in his life, he said, was to um, uh, what God wanted him to do. And he learned that from his parents. And that's what you need to, you need to get across to your children. The world is not going to have them look farther than that. You need to bring them to heaven and focus them on heaven in everything that they do. We got a minute left. Ken, tell us one great new thing that's going on at holyheroes.com that parents and grandparents should know about. I'll tell you two things. Um, one that's kind of a special thing. We see what's happening in the breakdown of, of, of security in the society. We have a devotional for policemen written by a 30-year police veteran who's now been a priest for 10 years. It's absolutely fabulous. It's in its fifth printing right now. Uh, that's a great gift for anyone in any sort of law enforcement. And we're also um, bringing in a number of new products, again, about when heaven comes to earth, talking about the friends in heaven, about the visits of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Jesus to children on earth. That happens. It's, it's happening. We need to get that in the minds of our children. They're not alone here. Okay. Well, you've been listening to episode 307 of Faith and Family. I'm Steve Wood, your host. Ken Davison has been my guest, and he is the president of Holy Heroes, holyheroes.com. Strongly recommend this to parents and grandparents today for your children, uh, good resources for couples. Get a hold of that. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.